Morning, welcome to the name of Jesus. Now let's wake you up. Christ is risen. Today is the sixth Sunday after Pentecost, and we're going to hear from the book of Genesis, um, where our Lord and an angel appear to Abraham and his lovely bride, who laughs when she finds out that she's going to have a child, because she's old and thinks this is impossible. But we're not preaching on that one. Um, the gospel lesson is, is out of Luke, and it's a familiar text of Mary and Martha, and we're... Uh, one of, the, one of the sisters complains, and Jesus says, just be like her. We're not going to preach on that one either. So, <laughs> so we're going to take a, take a look at the epistle lesson today, which is a continuation of uh, last week. Or it's it's uh, the first chapter of Colossians, and we're going to look at the second half of the first verse uh, chapter. And we're going to talk about purpose. What's your purpose? What's my purpose? What's God's purpose? And, and we'll see where, how well we'll do doing with the purposes that we have. So we, as always, we pray that as uh, we hear God's word through, through our service, through our songs, through the liturgy, uh, we come to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ, through the hymns and songs we sing, that our faith is strengthened as the Holy Spirit works through us this morning here. And for those all online who, who are watching us, we welcome you also. And uh, so let's let's stand and let's sing Here I Am to Worship.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. Take some time for silent reflection. Let us confess our sins unto the Lord. I confess. The Almighty and merciful Lord, grant your pardon, forgiveness, and remission of all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Lord who begun this good work in us bring it to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have much to give praise to our Lord for, and we sing 10,000 reasons.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, grant us the spirit to hear your word and know the one thing needful that by your word and spirit we may live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from the book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 1 through 14. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, while I bring a morsel of bread, that you may refresh yourself, and after that you may pass on, since you have come to your servant. So they said, Do as as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah, and said, Quick, three seas of fine flour, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man who prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by the tree under the, he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, Where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, She is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of women had ceased to be with Sarah. So Era laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child, now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the 
appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle lesson is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 21 through 29. You who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel you have heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his his energy that he powerfully works within me. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. Hallelujah. As you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have any children that would like to come up to the children's message this morning? All right, let's sing our song of the day.
Grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, our text this morning is our epistle lesson, Paul's first letter to the Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 28. And uh, so... I'm going to assume that everybody here has, or is, or will do travel in their life at some point in time, and probably sometimes go into an area that you're unfamiliar with. Thankfully, most of us have a GPS in our car, or our cell phones, that get us to go where we are going. Um, If I didn't have one, I would probably be a mess just trying to find where everybody lives here in the town of Reading, as it's, I get lost in Reading all the time, and that should not even happen, um, but truth. So, uh, maybe some of you remember that many years ago, a pastor by the name of Rick Warren, he's the pastor um, of a mega church down south in uh, Southern California, and he wrote a book called Purpose Driven Life, maybe some of you read it, or maybe you heard about it, and um, he states that Nothing precedes purpose. He and there are many other, I'm just going to call them life gurus, all agree that we need to answer some very basic questions of life, such as, who are we? Why are we here? Where are we headed? And maybe the most important, what is our purpose? Unfortunately, few of us pause long enough in our hectic lives, to even ponder one of those questions. Yesterday, took uh, time off yesterday and uh, went down to San Francisco, went to the San Francisco Giant-Milwaukee Brewer game. And uh, interesting enough, there wasn't much scoring in that game, but it really was, if you watched it or listened to it, an incredibly exciting game uh, based on what had happened. And so in the eighth inning, the score was tied one-to-one. The Giants had Wilmer Flores on third base. The Brewers had a pitcher by the name of Gustave pitching. And the Giants brought in a pinch hitter by the name of Yastrzemski. All three of those had a purpose. For Flores, his purpose was simply to score a run. Give the Giants the lead or possibly the winning run. Gustave's purpose was simply to get Yastrzemski out so that run would not score. And Yastrzemski's purpose was to do whatever he could do to get that run in. So all three had a purpose, and they all carried out or maybe did not carry out their purpose. We'll get to that later. So, first question for you today, how are you doing with your purpose in life? Maybe I should rephrase that question. Do you even know what your purpose is in life? Wow, if you could... I need a camera up here. I mean, this is, this is blank stares. So, should, should I, I'll ask the question again later. <laughs> Process that thought. What is your purpose in life? Why are you here? I'm sorry? Okay. That'll get us a start. And Paul's going to finish that. Because Paul talks all about purpose in his uh, letter to the Colossians. And and he, he addresses the very questions 
that I said earlier. Why are we here? Who are we? Where are we headed? And what is our purpose in, in life? And what, what Paul does, he doesn't only, I think, shed light on what our purpose as a Christian should be, but he also lays out a, an incredibly strong foundation on which you and I can build that purpose. So Paul begins in, in our text this morning from, from Colossians, first, the first chapter, and, and telling his readers who it is who gives them purpose. So if I ask you that question, well, I'll ask you that question. Who gives you purpose? Okay, you're getting there. You're warming up. That's good. I was afraid you were all going to say me. That's No, that's not the answer. So Jesus is the very image of God. Jesus is also the very fullness of God. Jesus is also God. And when you and I see Jesus, we are seeing God. And this God is not a God, small g, of judgment, of wrath, or violence as imagined by the Israelites in the Old Testament times. Rather, you and I should see God as a God of love and a God of grace. Um, We see God who heals the sick, who reaches out to the marginalized people of our society, reaches out to all of us. We see God also as someone who can calm the storm, who casts out demons, who feeds 5,000 people. Paul, in Colossians, is using what I'm, I'll determine, term, I'll get that word out, as a liturgical hymn. He's following a process, and, and he describes Jesus as the creator of all things. Jesus existed before creation, and he holds all of creation together. But Jesus is not only the creator of all, he is also the head of his body, the church. This Jesus whom you and I acknowledge as our Lord and whose disciples we claim to be is no lightweight. We're talking about something that is more than being a loyal person to, let's say, a political party or adherent to some particular philosophical perspective. This is something even greater than reaching out, reaching our own personal goals and reaching what we believe is our full potential. You see, we worship and we follow the ultimate God. And Paul doesn't stop at who Jesus is. Paul continues on by describing what Jesus has done. And he starts maybe at the most important point for us. He starts at the cross of Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection. That's what Paul's focal point is. It is on the cross that something happened. It is where you and I were reconciled with God, ourselves, our neighbors, and creation. We experience a new relationship with God. God's kingdom has broken out on earth. A new age has come. We can't live with the old and all the old purposes of how to live in the new age that all started at the cross. The cross of Christ has brought you and me peace. We have peace simply because we trust that God holds our lives and the lives of those that we love 
and our world, for that matter, in his hands. We, who were once estranged and hostile, are now called holy, blameless, and irreproachable. We, you and I, are righteous people. And Paul continues to respond to who Jesus is and what Jesus has done to, to make this good news that he shares with us known not just to us, but to be known to all. Paul is Jesus' servant, and he has received a call, a commission, if you will. And Paul's purpose is also your purpose and mine. We are now called, you and me, to live in a way that we are able to present all people mature in Christ. Not my words. That's verse 28 of, the, of First Colossians, or Colossians chapter 1. And so you and I now boldly proclaim that our hands, our feet, I can't lift my foot up, are to be used solely to serve God and to present all people, or present all people to be mature in Christ. This might be a good time to lock the doors so nobody runs out. Hey, wait a minute, that's not my purpose in life. That is yours and my purpose in life. Our minds ought to be focusing upon loving God and serving others. Our time is to be used for service, whether it be at work or at school or with our families or during times that we're just playing outside or inside. And most certainly here at church, and also for ourselves. So, how's that going for you all? That's my little Texan got in there a little bit, y'all. Right? It's a tough question. It's a tough question that I have to ask myself all the time. Am I following my purpose or the purpose that God gave me? There are times. Well, we'll get to that. Let me, give, let me finish the, the game for you so I'll get your attention for the final few words. So, Gustave's on the mound, eighth inning. Flores is on third. Yastrzemski's at the bat. And perhaps, and I think this is probably partly what happened, Gustave, the pitcher, is remembering that the previous night, in the bottom of the ninth inning, with the bases loaded, Yastrzemski hit a grand slam, and the Giants won the game. Because Gustave does something that hardly ever happens in a baseball game. He, he did something that is against the rules, and that was called a balk. If you know baseball, you know exactly what that is. And, and in his case, what he did blatantly did is took his hands and moved them twice like that. You can't do that. And... and you know, I like to try to figure out why he did that. And from my mind, he took his mind off of his purpose of getting Yastrzemski out so the guy on third base would not score and focused on what Yastrzemski did the night before. And he panicked for just a second. But that second caused the runner on third base to automatically get a walk down and touch the home plate. Giants lead 
two to one. The pitcher did not fulfill his purpose of getting Yastrzemski out and keeping that runner from scoring. The runner completed his purpose, scored the run. And Yastrzemski did his purpose, even though he didn't get a hit because he eventually got out, was to do whatever he could do to interrupt that pitcher, that pitcher so that the run would score. Apply that to yourself. It's not that hard to do. What is your purpose today? There are times I think that you and I focus too much on heaven and what life is going to be like in the great by and by. But Jesus didn't die so that you and I could have new life when we die. Jesus died so you and I can have new life now. Jesus died and lived again so that you and I might have true purpose. Know where we are going, how we're going to get there, and that we might experience the abundant life that Jesus has given us. Back to the question, how is that going for you? I'd ask today that when you go home, Take the songs that we're singing. Take the wonderful readings that we had. But ask yourself that question. How am I doing with the purpose that God gave me? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus, who by his life and by his death, death has given us life, everlasting life. And he's given us now the purpose of living for him, the purpose of sharing him, the purpose of walking with him in the abundant life that he has given us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let us rise and profess our faith now in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. Let us pray to the Lord on behalf of all people, and especially for the people of God and the saints in this place.
We pray for the Lord to grant us the wisdom of faith to choose the one thing needful amid all that competes for our attention and loyalty. Let us pray to the Lord. For the Lord to grant us knowledge of the mystery long hidden and revealed in Christ, that we may rejoice in our own salvation and be bearers of this good news to the world at large. Let us pray to the Lord. For loving hearts, patience, and compassion, that we not speak harshly but with kindness, putting the best construction on all things. Let us pray to the Lord. For hospitality, that our homes be places of love and that our churches welcome new people with genuine affection in Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. For all pastors and church workers, that by their example they encourage us all to faithfulness and compassion, as the Lord has shown to us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For peace among the nations, for an end to violence and hate, and for responsible leaders in government who will hearken the voice of God's word and serve us with justice and integrity. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the sick the suffering, suffering, the grieving, and the dying. And, and especially today, uh, we lift up Glenn, whose brother um, committed suicide yesterday and is grieving. We pray for peace for him and all whom we name before the Lord in our hearts silently now. That God answered them with mercy, healed them in accordance with his will, and bring them to everlasting life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For repentant hearts, that we acknowledge God's goodness, offer him thanks and praise, and use his gifts for the good of our neighbor. Those in our care, and for the glory of his name, let us pray to the Lord. For our communion this day upon the body and blood of Christ, that we may approach the Lord's table with faith and depart united, rejoicing in the blessed grace of this sacrament. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. You, we adore, O blessed and eternal God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And to you we give thanks and praise that in the fullness of time you delivered up your own Son to be our Savior and Redeemer. And by his suffering and death restored us to you, that we may serve you in righteousness here below until we shall stand before you on high. With the saints of old, the angels and archangels, and the whole company of heaven, we join in their unending praise.
From everlasting to everlasting, O Lord, you are God, worthy of praise, and having manifested your goodness to us through your Son, Jesus Christ, who raised us up from our sins to stand before you in righteousness, and who has delivered us to you as your own sons and daughters by baptism and faith. Grant us grace that we may believe this gospel always and herald its call to faith and repentance to the whole world for whom Christ also died, remembering his mercy and giving thanks for all that he accomplished for our sake. We come at his invitation to receive the promise of his body and blood according to the testament of his own words. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, Take each, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Our Father, who art in heaven, Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. Almighty God, you poured out your own son for the sake of the world, and you delivered him up to death, to a death not his, that we might belong to you. 
Grant us faith that we may cherish the gift of your mercy in our hearts and boldly give witness to the promise of his grace to those not yet of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing when peace like a river.
Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Do you have any announcements this morning? Merle? Good morning. Just to remind you and those who may not know, Tuesday night is our CARE Outreach Committee meeting at 5.30. It's open to anybody. If you want to get involved in the church and you're not sure how, there's several suggestions, and that's one way to find out. Attend the meeting. Hopefully it would be worth your time. Thank you. Anyone else have announcements today? Ah, okay. So you have time to have coffee or something else. I think I saw some snacks in there, too. Bible study uh, won't start for about another 37 minutes, so we've got time to also meet somebody you have not met yet. You know, if there is somebody here who you just don't recognize, or you just forget their name. So, hi, nameless, I am Brian. You know, and see what they say to you. Or ask them very politely, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. So, so let's find somebody new today as you, as you walk out of here, or stay for... Um, invite them to have coffee with you or snack and then stay for our Bible study. Um, wrapping up chapter 6 of Romans, we may jump into chapter 7 today. We'll see. Let's go in peace. Let us serve the Lord.